Hello and welcome to Liver Talk, a podcast series from Liverwell that shares personal and professional stories about hepatitis and liver-related news. Before we commence, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land wherever you are listening. We pay our respect to the elders, past, present and emerging, and to any Indigenous people who are listening to this podcast. Hi, Kamara and Lauren. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your roles at Ilbidjuri and the film Viral? My name is Kamara Bell-Wikes. I'm a Yuggera bachelor woman uh, living and working on Wurundjeri country. And I'm a freelance artist that's been involved with Ilbidjuri for a very long time in lots of different capacities. But for this specific project, Viral, and the film... I was kind of working within a sort of consultive role with the, the director, but I, I directed the, and dramaturged the theatre production that viral the film was adapted from. Plug, plug, plug. Over to you, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Lauren Cherie. I'm an associate producer at Elbidgery Theatre Company. Um, viral is actually my first project that I'm delivering with Elbidgery. So I've been working alongside Kamara as she's been the creative lead on the project. I've been finding my feet in the role, so it's been great to have someone like Kamara who has such a rich history with Ilbidjuri but also has so many different creative practices. So it was a time for us to kind of start this new medium for Ilbidjuri and I think it's a new skill set that we can both kind of dabble in outside of theatre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I just have to say, Lauren has been amazing, like came into Ilbidgeri sort of just before COVID kicked off. But even through all of that has just been amazing to work with you, like such a joy to work with and so passionate about the project, about hating the community, about um, hepatitis C and the treatment, which is what, you know, this work is about. And obviously we decided to kind of make the film due to the fact that, well, first of all, it's great to have an ongoing resource that once the productions aren't able to go on anymore, that it's something that can be, you know, accessed forever but also obviously COVID forced our hand a little bit. And so we decided to kind of go down this medium. I mean, I have to say, Lauren, I, I know why I work in theatre. <laughs> I don't think I'm <laughs> making any jumps over to film anytime soon. Oh, I definitely feel that. I can appreciate the medium and I'm really happy to have tried it out, but there's just really something about theatre that is... I I can't even describe it, just the feeling when you get to create theatre, but I am really, really glad that we were able to take this amazing project that funded by DHHS and be able to give it a longer life. I would love to, without any spoilers, get a bit of an overview of Viral's plot and what can audiences expect? So the uh, plot of Viral... I mean, it basically follows three characters uh, that are all living with hepatitis C, you know, and at different kind of stages of with, with the virus and also, I suppose, their relationship and acceptance and empowerment about about what they're going to actually do about the virus and accessing treatment, which is why the project was 
commissioned in the first place was to educate the Aboriginal community around the treatment for hep C. And so this, you know, this is, I think five years ago was when maybe, maybe not quite that long, four years ago when viral was first commissioned. And so it, it follows three, these three characters through the kind of lens of a documentary maker who's kind of making a bit of a dodgy doco about hepatitis C within the Aboriginal community. So it's sort of like a lens on a lens. And yeah, I think in the nutshell, that's kind of it. And it follows, it's really about our, our main character, Ali, a young woman and her kind of journey to empowerment and sort of taking back her health, you know, for herself and, and, and for her for her child. It's quite, I think one of the things we found in making the film that was different to the theatre piece, which is a little bit of a challenge, um, but you know, they're, they're different forms. We, the, the, the comedy and the humour and the energy of the theatre piece was something that I guess didn't translate to the, the film as much because it's a much more realistic form. And so we had to make a much more clearer choices about what we were going to do. The production had a lot of kind of character tours and character transformations and, you know, but they're different mediums and so they need to be told in different ways. But I suppose there's definitely a few people that have seen uh, some, like, preview cuts of the film and particularly uh, some of the members, like, uh, I think staff from Liverwell and on, on our reference group have all commented how affected they are by the emotion in the film and that, that they cried, which was something that they didn't do in the theatre piece. And, you know, that's it's because they are different mediums and they work in different ways, but also, you know, you're not kind of laughing in... There's no, there's no really funny moments in the film like there were in the theatre piece. So, you know, I suppose those are the big... Yeah, and I guess, you know... And, and beyond that, prior to that, you know, I've been working on these projects from Chop Liver, which I think was back in, that was commissioned in 2004, I think, and went on the road in 2006. Um, and, you know, m I guess my journey with the virus and the treatment as well means my investment in this work. And I think the thing that was really special about Viral was that we did take the workshops to community and with, with people that with lived experiences to get their insights and perspectives and what were the actual challenges because I just felt like, you know, in the past I'd always sort of just, I suppose, written them from research and made creative decisions about things, but I felt like this time I wanted to take the work deeper. I wanted to try and, you know, and, and it just, the, those workshops inform the, the work in a way that, you know, I think just it could never have been done. And it was such a brilliant, it's just been such an amazing journey. And so it's kind of bittersweet, I suppose, in some ways that, you know, this film to have this kind of bookend at the end of the project, it's, it's really beautiful. And it's also a little bit, I've had to kind of let go of it a little bit because I'm not a film director, as I mentioned before. And so my role in this was a little bit more from the sides, I suppose, still really holding the, the integrity of the narratives and, and 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 holding the expertise in the space, I suppose. But in terms of the creative process, I had to I had to step back a little bit and let the piece go, which is a beautiful thing about making theatre or making art and passing stories over and people bringing different interpretations and things into them to an extent. <laughs> and I think the production company YouthWorks did a really beautiful job with the, you know, the aesthetics of the work and some of the creative vision that they've brought in. 
is really, really stunning. So, yeah, hopefully everyone is as impacted by it as I think we have been. Yeah, and that it gets the message out there. That's what we're hoping, right? I think that's obviously some of the staff at Liverwell have seen the film and they've said you need to watch it with a box of tissues. It's it's a tearjerker. It's it's an intense watch. How did you want audiences to react to the film? Well, look, I suppose I have always known what the emotion of the work was, but in the theatre piece again, you know, that that kind of stays a bit more contained because of the form. I guess I was a little bit surprised, like not surprised, I were underestimated how affected I was going to be by the reality of the story. And I think the thing that really affected me was I remember when we were doing those community workshops and when you, or when you go and do different shows like Chopped Liver and you're out like touring the shows and you're talking to community about the experience. And a lot of the time it's the first time people are getting, it's sort of a, such a big release because people are being given permission to talk about their stories or their experiences, which often, you know, it's something that people don't do. Um, and so many people have told me that they have sat with their fathers in the hospital while they died of hep C. You know, like I can't even actually tell you how many people have come up and told me that. Mm. And so that was what I saw in that moment with Merv. I was like, whoa, you know, and that to me is really important. And I think that ultimately, like, yeah, this isn't a last a minute piece and it is quite emotionally affecting. I think that that impact is going to be potentially the thing that makes someone go, I need to get the treatment or I need to tell my loved one because this, that the reality is so realistic within the film. There's no kind of, there's no kind of getting away from it, you know, and, and it works in a different way to the theatre piece, but I think it, it, it works. And I don't think they, yeah, I don't know whether I thought much about whether I, is this going to be a comedy or, yeah, I don't know, Lauren. I, I had no clue how it was going to go. Like I've spent hours looking at the script and going yeah. through all of the files, but I wasn't there for the, you know, the theatre life of Viral. I started at Albidjury after those tours had already taken place and COVID just started hitting, so that wasn't possible anymore. So it was, it was I was pretty much just doing my job, going along, we'll get the script, we'll edit it. This is going to be a great project. Our mob need to see this message. We're going to get it out there in the world. So I think I was just working, working towards that goal that when I watched it, I was a mess. I didn't know that it was going to hit me that hard because I had spent so much time just producing this project and doing all of those things behind the screen that when I was watching the film edited together, I was just sobbing because... <laughs> It, it is it just completely catches you off guard and there's a specific scene that I think everyone will watch and that's what's gonna as Kamara said make them take action because it is so real and it's like you're standing in the room with that character yeah. I mean it is an important thing and I suppose that for me is like always with these works doing justice to people's stories and experiences and capturing the truth underneath the health issue is the thing for me that I'm ultimately always going for when we're making these works. And so it's like, if we get that right, then you can, then you can convince anyone of anything. You can have any conversation and you can open up any door. And so that's, I think, 
we've succeeded in this piece because that that emotional truth and integrity and the 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 emotion under the health issue is what the work is about and then that's what makes people go and seek out the health information and that's the way this kind of art this health education uh, arts practice kind of works I think been a big thing for us figuring out what the ratio of how much health info you can get in with like how much story and it's it's quite a light balance you know and there's quite a sort of formula about how early you can sneak in health information and the ways you know what I mean and so it's really you've got to get that you've got to get that emotional truth and I think we they really nailed it and the team were great we've had like we had two of the two actors from the previous theatre production that came in and then some new actors that kind of stepped in and really great just I guess seeing a work that you know so well kind of be told in a different way like it you know you get to rediscover the story and the characters in in another way it's yeah it's it's been really it's been a really great experience. So who are your favourite characters in the film? I mean, they, they all have their, their stories and I know you're following Ali. Um, without spoiling the plot, if you can, do you, do you have a favourite? Oh, look, I'm, everybody knows that Doc's my favourite character. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, and he was very strongly inspired by a brother boy that we did the workshops with inside and who got to see the piece and just you know so I have a very strong attachment uh to, to Doc but it's it's Ali's it's Ali's story but you know I, I'm a sucker for a bad boy <laughs> <laughs> just for our audiences listening at home who haven't come across the term brother boy before can you explain that for us Oh, um, that's just a term of endearment in terms of like, you know, he's not my actual brother, but he's an Aboriginal lad that I claim as my brother. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Lauren? Do you have a favourite character? <laughs> See, I'm coming from it as I've only seen or been in the room watching all of the things for the film version of Viral. And it's Merv. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say anything else because I don't want to spoil anything, but I've definitely got a very big soft spot for Merv. Beautiful. All right. So I I think one of the most important things that the film does is obviously promote the health message, but it's an Aboriginal production put together by Ibidri Theatre Company, which employs First Nations people and amplifies the voices of First Nations people. How do you think the film actually achieves that? Well, I just want to say, I suppose, as well, that one of the really significant things about viral, the viral theatre production and, you know, the work was so significant in, in so many different ways, but another one of them was it was actually the first time that we had 100% creative and production, like First Nations creative team, like across every single role on the project, which was really, really um, empowering and and important. And I suppose like, you know, I've already talked about the kind of the workshops we did with community and how that this this piece kind of really um, gave platform to, to those experiences and those voices. And I suppose it's about 
the diversity of story and that all lived experiences that, you know, we as Aboriginal people and all people have this vast range of issues and experiences that we are living with and all of them are valid and important and deserve a place to be spoken about. And just because of, I suppose, people think that, or whether it's a health issue or the stigma, like, I mean, Merv says in the piece, no morning teas and shaved heads for me you know, because, because he's got hep C, like there's always been, it doesn't, hasn't, it doesn't receive, although the amazing work of Liverwell obviously has done so much to kind of um, create a platform and a space for liver health and, um, you know, hepatitis promotion and breaking down stigma. But I think that this is, a, a, you know, an experience that's often swept under the carpet or not felt like it's something that can be told in this way. And every single experience including living with hepatitis and overcoming it is a really significant valid life experience that really affects people's lives but also is amazing things that people overcome and I suppose I just feel like this this piece kind of does all of that and for me the most important thing is that people see it who have that can identify that Aboriginal people see this piece and will be able to identify the characters and see their own experiences or their loved ones' experiences in that and that they will, that will give them the power to, you know, seek out the support for themselves or their family or whoever it, it may be, you know what I mean? Like, so I suppose that's, that, that's my very long-winded answer to that question. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a perfect answer. So what I I really want to do is get your your final thoughts on the film and is there anything else that you wanted to share? Uh, Yeah, here's the things I want to say. I feel like we made this film in a really challenging time, like in isolation, and the amazing thing was somehow we had three days, Lauren, for production and we somehow got this shot in three days in between lockdowns, right? And, and, and it's been a challenging process, like, because we have limitations, means we can't reshoot anything. And so I suppose in some ways the piece that you're getting, if we had more time and capacity, maybe we would keep on doing stuff to it. But I think what we've achieved in this kind of context is something that we should all be really, really proud of. And, you know, it's just something to, it's just, yeah, I, great to have out in the ether and I'm really interested to see people's responses I hope people respond to it in the way that we want we are hoping that they do you know and that that little window in between those lockdowns it almost seemed meant to be because there were so many scheduling conflicts and the film was going to be bumped by a few days yeah and there were all these you know external things that were happening with availability for our cast with us that it just had to be those three days that had to be the shoot. And then the last day of the shoot, that's when the next lockdown got announced. They were all, all our phones were beeping and there was that notification saying from, you know, 12 o'clock tonight, we're in lockdown. So yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. It it really did feel meant to be, hey, Kamara. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I think, that's what happens when spirits supporting projects and that to me is when you kind of know that you're getting it right and it's okay you know like that that even because often like and if the blocks come up it's like oh hang on a second we better relook at what we're doing here because why do we keep like why do things uh, you know keep getting blocked I also just want to say 
uh, really importantly, I just want to give an amazing credit and shout out to Annie Marianne Sam, the writer of the theatre production and whose work has been not even adapted. Like, I mean, it's been edited down, but this is still ultimately her, like her writing was just so strong in that piece that it went from the theatre form to the film version so easily. Like, I just think that her writing has just like really held its ground in both forms with very little. And when we did do stuff, it was like, no, why would we do that? The the original like, script was better. The original version was better. So I just want to say, you know, uh, this piece wouldn't have happened without her amazing contribution. And um, yeah, just enjoy and congratulations to everybody involved. Um, and, you know, thank you, Lauren and Liverwell and all of the funding bodies and reference group, because, you know, all of this, this piece belongs to everybody. And, you know, I hope we'd, we've done the team proud. So the big question, how can people access the film when it's finalised? So the film will be launched on the Obidjuri website as well as a few other outlets. We're still in the process of confirming a few of those, but obviously we were wanting to do a film launch that probably won't be happening in the next couple of months. So we're definitely going to do some thinking about how we can give this piece the longest reach possible. Absolutely. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> yeah, and ultimately it will have, I think, permanent kind of, it'll be stored somewhere on the web and there'll be kind of somewhere that people can permanently access, be that in, I don't know, the Liverwell website or the Obidjuri website, but also that we're finding ways to distribute it amongst the, the prison community as well as, and so it will be, I suppose, ideally in the long run, in maybe different formats that so it can be accessed by communities in whatever context they're in as well as kind of in the online space. Yeah, we're looking at DVDs, a home on our webpage also, um, trying to get it out on social media as well because who knows who will be scrolling and who needs to see it. I think there's a lot of people who really do need to see it, which leads me into my next question, which is what's the health message that you really want people to take home from the film? Look, I mean, obviously the piece is about seeking the treatment and that it is free and it's accessible and the success rates around it and there's no there's no needles involved anymore. It's so simple and, you know, but ultimately the thing that we found out with this work and doing the workshops that, you know, yeah, hep C is the virus and that's kind of the physical manifestation of it. But underneath that is it's the shame and self-worth and stigma that actually and the disempowerment around our health that and that leads people to not making the, the, the right choices for themselves. Um, and I think that is the thing that I, I, I hope people resonate with and that this piece is really about, is about that self-worth and that we deserve to be healthy and to take care of ourselves, even when people around us may not be doing that. And I think that's the most, that, that to me is the really big takeaway message for our community. Um, and I, I think the other thing is just with what Lauren was saying about it, sort of, you know, who knows who needs to see it. Ultimately, I also think that even if you've got no experience of Hepsi, like, and you don't even know anyone, that you're going to resonate with this piece, you're going to resonate with the human story, and you're going to walk away with more compassion and empathy and understanding about a public health issue that, you know, is, is real and deserves to have 
be spoken about and understood in the wider community. And that's a really beautiful thing, like leaving audiences with a deeper understanding of hep C and its impact and the stigma and how it disproportionately affects the Aboriginal communities and how there are so many impediments and barriers to treatment. And I think that that's just such a powerful, important message. Yeah, I think the actors that we've got, they really brought something beautiful to each one of the characters. And I really think this film does have the ability to invoke empathy from people who maybe don't know much about hep C at all. And I think it's going to be a really important thing to normalise the conversation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time this morning. I absolutely can't wait to see the film out in the big wide world. (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely fingers crossed and yeah thank you so much for, for having us oh my pleasure thanks for listening to another episode of liver talk for information visit our website at liverwell.org.au or call the liver line on 1800 703 003